0: Well, I know that you've all been experiencing. um, What I have been experiencing is that presence all week. um, It's just like a blanket that came on the church and everybody here just had a soaking experience of the presence of the Lord. Um, And, you know, (laughs) you may not have got a personal word, but the word over the church you could have taken. There's so much in that word that you could take. Uh, But some of you did get uh, exceptional word of knowledge. Anybody here was really excited about what happened to them? Really excited. All right. Well, um, I'm going to have Mary come on up here real quick. And uh, Chris and Christina, you come on up here and Sheila, you come up here real quick. So what was important about?
1: Oh, for me, when I was back there, I'm like, this is too good to be true. Like, did she Google everyone? You know, it's like, how could she name whatever? So I was just standing there. I said, Lord, if this is real, I want you to call me by my first, by my, my name, my full name. And I also have one word that I wanted to hear coming from her to me. And so when she's up there, she said, Mary Grace. I'm like, there's not a lot of Mary Grace. So there's
0: a lot of Marys.
1: There's a lot of Marys. If she had said Mary, there's probably 20 of us standing up, right? But she said Mary Grace. And I waited a little bit to see if there's another Mary Grace and no one else. What,
0: what is grace?
1: Favor. God's favor.
0: What is it to you?
1: It's a biblical. Huh?
0: What is grace to you? Is it your
1: middle name? My middle name. My middle yeah. Name. Yes. He, he didn't know that. <laughs> Mary Grace.
0: Mary Grace. Yes. All right. Bless grace. the Lord. Yes. Amen. All right.
1: What was the other word? Prophet. Like, she said something about the prophetic. And so I wanted to hear, because that was, God was already speaking to me yeah. that morning about that. And then she, when she said that, I was like, wow. wow. Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Tell us what, what happened to you. Do you want me to take the mic? No. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> I got a lot to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe so, we should add Christina. Then. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to hand the mic to her. Um, But first, I just want to say what a fire that has been lit Um, fanning the flame. I I just this whole week has been completely changed. Uh, My life has changed. I know a lot of people in here. Your lives have been changed. Uh, Prophet Esther called me out by name. Um, She said exactly what I do as a chiropractor. I'm pulling on arms and moving people's (laughs) legs and their bones and all that stuff. Um, but it was, I think I was just as surprised if, I, I think maybe you were more surprised, Pastor Henry, that she called out our dog, Koa. Um, and so in honor of that, I wore my Koa socks today. And uh, because all dogs do go to heaven. So. <laughs> Only if the prophet knows the name. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, um, in the evening service, she called... Uh, My videographer for my business, he's become a friend, Israel Palacio, and him and I talk about our vision and plans for the future and really where our heart's at, and I was able to share that video with him on Tuesday, and he was just about crying, and I could physically see the hair on his arms stand up. What what relationship did he have with Jesus? Do you think he's born again before you share? No, and he's actually from Mexico City, and him and I have talked about Jesus a lot. He actually likes Christian music more than any other music, um, but he is not born again. We've talked about Jesus, but he is not at a place where he's ready to receive until... Tuesday, I just left him with, brother, I I know that we've had these conversations before, and he likes pulling a lot of different spiritual um, things into his life, but I said, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that means there's no other way except for Him. So, just think about that, ponder, and if you have any questions, then obviously.
0: So, this Word opened up an opportunity for you to minister Christ to Him. The gospel was preached because of that, calling Him out by name. Okay. yes (laughs)
3: well honestly she had prophesied over chris and she even called co out and that would have been enough for me and we weren't sitting next to each other last sunday in the morning so then when she looked at me and she paused i was like Oh, do I smile? Do I, I? What's happening? But then she called out what I did, and that's great. She also said that you celebrate two birthdays. Or well, she said you celebrate a birthday in September. She called out my dad, but actually, it's my dad and my mom both have birthdays in September. So I knew that the word, although she called for my dad, was also for my mother. She said that the seeds that you've been sowing will come to harvest. And by the way, confirmation. My mom's word for this year is harvest. Woo! So it was confirmation for our whole
0: family. Yeah and i don't know if if you heard about the tv cameras who're saying tv cameras you seen yes
3: cameras. that's right she said that i wrote too which is a big part of what i do a lot of people are like oh you're in front of the camera like i write that's a lot of what i do so she actually knew that and so but um i also wanted to say that when she said promotion I, you know i know what a lot of people think of when you say promotion but i have been praying to be an ambassador for the kingdom so when i heard that to me that was confirmation that he will elevate me to places where I can be more of a light and representative of the kingdom. So as much as I'm excited for this promotion, whenever that's going to happen, I know that's just, it's more of him. It's more of him. People, more viewers will get him. They'll get him. Bigger family. Your family's growing. Your family's growing. The
0: family growing. Amen. <laughs> and, then, and then she calls Rico. I know. Three seats away, right? Rico, blew you away, right?
3: But I feel like that, again, it's just, it was a word for us, but I really felt like she was talking to everybody, sure. that if you have a daughter, a, a sister, a friend who is believing for children or for your family to grow, prodigals come home, whatever it is, that was for you. And I really felt yes. like, yes. even though she was speaking to me, that was for all of us. Right. And um, real quick, at night, she also called my best friend, Tina Ramos. <sighs> Tina, was not here. Yeah. Tina has come to this church once or twice because I've invited her. She's Catholic, she has her own traditions, she loves the Lord with all her heart. The one thing that prophet Esther did say was, things are gonna start happening in your life, there are gonna be so many blessings, like her head's about to spin, and she's gonna know it's from the Lord, it'll bring her to his feet, and she's gonna know it's him. That has actually already been happening in her life. So we've already had these, conformi- these, these conversations, and it was confirmation, but what I told her, I was like, what I would like for you to take away. She watched it a hundred times. She cried about a hundred times. So when we talked about it, I was like, when she said you were going to meet with God face to face because of all of what's been happening, I also, not only did I receive it too, but I was like, you all are going to receive it. Take it very literally. Right. He wants to go deeper. I know you love the Lord, but he wants to go deeper. The only satisfaction, which she also said to Tina, satisfaction will only come from me. I will bring you satisfaction. So go deeper.
0: That's Amen. Amen. <laughs> Sheila, come over here. Okay, you, you guys can take a seat. Thank you. Sheila. Uh, you know, what was amazing was the scars that she saw with the, the stitches and calling you by name. Tell us about that.
4: My son had one of the rarest brain tumors you can have. And she called him by name. She called him by name. His name is Jeremy. And he ended up having, and when she went like this, I almost lost it. Um, He wasn't expected to live. And he is walking, talking. And his wife, who, he showed the video to his wife, who denounced Christ. And she said, all she could say in capital letters was that video and she's been thinking about it and she has lots of questions. He not only showed it to her, he showed it to a coworker who has walked away from God and he wants more of God now just from that video and um, the blessing and the, the mantle part and being covered and everything. I told my son that and he is, he just like, he can't comprehend everything that's been going on, yeah, yeah. but they both gotten huge raises in the last couple of days on their jobs. And it just, it's God.
0: Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Thank you so much. Um, Did you notice a common thread that the words that were given resulted in the gospel being preached either to people who were not saved or people even walked away and there was a power that went out and touched these people and the, the presence of God touched them. I mean, it's just phenomenal, just phenomenal to know that God knows your name and that he's thinking about you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, before we before we go on, um, I just have a, a, a word of knowledge right here real quick. Um, there's some people here uh, that have the fear of illness, the fear of illness. Things in your body, pains, signs, things, and uh, it, it's, it's tormenting you. There is this concern that you have about illnesses attacking your body. If that's you, just stand to your feet. Just stand. You have the, this concern about illness. It, it's really bothering you. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Go ahead and stand. There's more than one. I know that. I know that. Just go ahead and stand. So there's this fear. And every time there's a pain, you think this is this is what it is. And you're thinking, I mean, it's just it's a tormenting thing, a tormenting thing. It's bothering you You think, well, how am I going to do what's going to happen to my husband? What's going to happen to my wife? What's going to happen to my children? I I can't afford to be hospitalized. I don't think I can cope with if it's this, I don't think I can cope with this. just give you a moment just give you a moment may it take you a little courage to stand there's things going on in your body that you you're not happy with some new things that have started to happen and it's uh, it's bothering you it's bothering you just hold on a minute just hold on a minute just those you're standing just close your eyes just lift your hands thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you holy spirit come holy spirit jesus you said you give us peace you give us peace and we should not be afraid you said believe don't be afraid now take authority over the tormenting spirit of infirmity that's harassing you speaking into your mind lying to you about those pains About the difficulty of moving. Lying to you about those thoughts that are coming to you. Those thoughts that are coming to you. Showing you lack. I take authority over that demonic spirit in the name of Jesus. I bind it from operating in your life. I render it useless, void of power. I commanded to desist in its maneuvers and to be removed from your life, your body, and your mind in the name of Jesus. And I speak healing to every issue that you have in your body right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, you may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, impartation, I'm going to be talking a few weeks on the subject of impartation. Impartation has occurred at the Promised Church over the years. Um, it's occurred as I have ministered the Word, as Pastor Cindy has ministered the Word, as other teachers and ministers have come here and other prophets have come and ministered the Word. But more recently, just last week, we had a phenomenal impartation, a very, very powerful, the most powerful impartation that we have ever experienced as a body. We've had other prophets come in and speak and give us words, and uh, you know they're all great in their field and what they do in the level of encouragement. Uh, she has a particular gifting in her prophetic ministry: the word of knowledge. That is what was happening. She was operating in the word of knowledge. That's why she knew people's names, birth dates. Dogs' names and everything else that was going on. Those are, and you know, it's in the Old Testament. You might remember Samuel knew where uh, the, the sheep or the camels or whoever it was that had gone missing. So it is in the Old Testament. We see that very clearly. The word of knowledge is about people, places, or things. And so, in in the in the the ministry of the prophet that she operates in. The thing that stands out most in her ministry is the word of knowledge. And that is why we were so shocked, because we probably haven't seen the accuracy of the word of knowledge to that level. But remember this the prophet's ministry, along with the other four, given us to Ephesians chapter two, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the past, the evangelist, are all for the building up, the edifying. Of the body of Christ for the work of the ministry. So, her job and other prophets' job, my job, Pastor Cindy's job, is to encourage you so you can do the work of the ministry. And you see, what happened last week was that you got so fired up by the presence of God and that anointing that you went out and told more people in the last week about what God was doing than you'd done in the last year. And you sensed the presence of God in your life, and you, you, you saw it operating, so you got excited about the supernatural. You know, as Pastor Cindy says, you can get born again, and you can love the Lord, come to church, and end up in heaven. And that is a very natural way to live as a Christian. But on the other hand, if you really want to experience the supernatural, whom God is supernatural, the angelic the Holy Spirit, casting out demons, healing the sick, all of those miraculous things, then you need to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the impartation, and the infilling of the Holy Spirit so you can operate in another level. Now, I don't know about you. In fact, I do know about you. You wouldn't be at the promise. You're not interested in a ho-hum, just an ordinary, stale Christian walk. Am I right? So you, you want that supernatural. You want to move into that realm where you can be used of God, operate in those giftings, see the sick healed, see the power of God flowing through you. Am I right am I wrong? Okay. So, so we should not be surprised when the Holy Spirit shows up and takes us to a new level in supernatural manifestations because what He's doing for us, He's raising the bar because we thought, as I was explaining earlier to Brittany, that we have been operating, uh, you know, full of the Holy Ghost, but we're like children, uh, splashing in a little puddle, going, woo-hoo, woo, and it's up to our knees, there's the water, and we go, woo-hoo, look at me, Ma, look at me, look at me, God, I'm in the power, I've got the power, look at this. And then she comes along, Prophet Esther, and God help us, we're swimming, <laughs> we're swimming. And then, this is a 10-foot wave, oh God, this is, there we go, and So what just happened is we went from little puddles to the flow. That's what happened. So we got out there in the deep water, and it was a real awakening because what it did is it lifted the standard of expectation. So what can God do through you? What do you expect God to do in your life has now risen a hundredfold. You follow? And this is all by the Spirit of God. To make you a more powerful minister of the gospel. That's what Paul said to the church at Corinth. He said, listen, I don't want to hear about what you've got to say and your doctrinal issues. When I come, I want to see the power. Show me the power. You remember the movie, Show Me the Money? Remember that movie? Paul was saying, show me the power. I want to see the power. Because throughout scripture, we will see that. And even as I go into the impartation, there's a power aspect that we're supposed to have and supposed to walk in. So by the Holy Spirit's help, I'm going to try and share with you the subject of impartation and look into it. Now, I've never preached this ever in 45 years of ministry. It came directly from the Holy Spirit. I haven't read a book on it. This is what I'm going to share with you is from the Holy Spirit and what He showed me from Scripture. Okay? I want to give you a warning. The moment... The word is sown, Satan comes to steal. Jesus said when the seed goes out, the moment the seed hits the ground, the devil comes to steal the seed, comes to steal the word. So what will happen is that just like Mary Grace said, did she Google everybody? Did she go on Facebook? How did she know who was here and, and, and so on and so forth? You know, the thought came to me thought came to me and probably came to some others of you how did she know that what did she do to get that so that was a thought from satan to try and steal the word that was planted in my heart and in your heart then there's another aspect as well where satan will work against you through the naysayers the ones that you share this with who go that couldn't be i shared it with a good friend of mine who's a believer this week and the first thing that came out of his mouth is, sounds like the devil. Believer said that. So I said to him, You know what? You need to be very careful. Jesus said, If you assign the works and the power of the Holy Spirit to the devil and say, You're in danger of, and I didn't have to finish the sentence because he knew where I was going. And he said, Well, you know, I didn't say it was the devil, it just sounded like the devil. Here's the problem when you have somebody who's not spirit-filled at all, it's a ho-hum Christian life, thinks they mature in the Lord because they've been around for some time, but has rejected the power of the Spirit of God and the baptism of the Spirit, so they don't understand those things. They don't understand them, but then they speak evil of what they don't understand. Be careful of that because not everybody you share with is going to be excited about it. Dr. Chris, you, you shared that thing with a lot of people. What percentage of people took a hold of it and what percentage said, no, forget it? 50-50. Sounds like the number of the rapture. I'd been teaching in escha- I've been teaching eschatology in Bible college. What did I say? That I prove from Scripture only 50% of people who call themselves Christians are going to go in the rapture. Did I say that? And you see, when you present the word like such a powerful thing, and 50% of the people you talk to go, nah. You got a closed door. You got somebody you've got a shut mind. They they don't want to hear. They just like that's not possible. That, that's just not possible. Well, then you move on to the next person. The time is short. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Start picking the low hanging fruit. People that are desperate for God. People that are seeking after righteousness. People that are saying, Oh God, I I wish I had more of you. Oh God, where could I find a church where the Spirit is free to move and I can get ministered to? There are people everywhere by their thousands looking for the promised church. And you may be the link. Satan said to Adam and Eve, Has God said? Did God really make that promise to you? Now, the impartation is the presence of the Holy Spirit coming upon you in a new dimension. A new dimension. Something that you haven't experienced before. Now, I I want you to hear carefully what I'm going to say. Because this will change the way that you uh, do worship And your prayer time, especially when you come through on Sundays and you come to worship, listen carefully to what the Lord told me. The presence of God is the glory of God and brings the power of God. When the presence of God shows up, it is the glory of God. You see, the Holy Spirit is the glory of God that will cover the whole earth as the waters cover the sea in the last days. And when the presence of God shows up, His glory is present. And I could give you many scriptures, and we'll probably get into that as we go along, because I'm not going to turn this faucet off. I'm going to keep going. I've got too much to say that God has given me for me to try and rush this with you, because I've got to try and help you keep this fire burning and take you to where God wants you to be. So when the presence of God shows up, it means that His glory is present. So, When that glory and presence shows up, the power is present automatically. God doesn't show up without His power. It's like water and the wet. If you get the water, you get the wet. It comes with the water. You can't say, oh, we got water. God give us the wet. When God shows up, His presence, His power, and the glory is present. So if you sense that and we're worshiping God and you sense that, know that that presence is here and that presence can meet uh, any need that you have without us even having to pray for you. I am fully expecting that during our worship going forward that people will be healed in their seats. I am fully expecting to see great signs and wonders happening in the seats while people are worshipping, as that anointing comes in. Because just like we made a draw on that prophetic office of Prophet Esther, and I don't know how many meetings she has been in. I'm telling you, I don't know how many she's been in that was like ours. And the reason I'm saying that is because the demand that you made upon that gift. By faith and expectancy, you pulled on that gift and it flowed out of her. Like she said at lunchtime, can't we just go back and keep going? I mean, we had five hours plus of church and she wanted to do more. She preached until she actually ran out of energy. She had nothing more to give. She had to go to the back there and take something to help her. Coca-Cola, God bless her heart. (laughs) We could help her a little too with that. But remember when they brought the paralytic man through the roof down in front of Jesus and the scripture says there that the power of God was present to heal, is that what it said? How many people got healed? Just one, just one. Yet the power was present to heal. Remember that, because the people in the congregation started arguing with him, because the first thing he said, "Son, your sins be forgiven you," and that was enough to blow them out the water. Though, how can you say their sins are forgiven you? And that was the, that. I mean, that shut the door for the anointing to work work in their life. So many people will come into the promised church and I'll be 10 minutes into the sermon and I go, that's not of God. That can't be right. They shut the door on what God is trying to say. Are you listening to me? They shut the door. It could happen even during the worship. Shut the door on it. And so what happened is they missed out on what God wanted to do. And then eventually, well, he said to show, show you what I'm talking about. So rise up, take your bed and go home. And they marveled at what happened. But not one of those Pharisees, Sadducees or not see, ran up and said, pray for me, touch me, talk to me. I've got cancer. I've got this. My daughter, my son, anything. None of them ran up because they were so staid in their religious doctrine. Yeah. I can't receive from you. I can't receive from you because I'm holier than thou and I know more than you. Oh, how dangerous it is, how dangerous it is when we begin to judge the move of the Spirit of God. The Bible says we can judge judge, uh, uh, the word that comes, tells us to judge the word, it doesn't line up with scripture, we could reject it, okay? Now, there can be a single impartation, a single impartation for a particular event. Or there can be a permanent impartation. The single impartation to you is to minister to you. The permanent impartation is to minister through you. So you can get touched by God, get healed. Something can fall off you. Mind can change. Attitude can change. You can experience whether it was physical healing, relationship with your family changed, uh, financial increase, promotion, all of those things can happen to you. It's a single impartation. But there's an impartation that comes upon you permanently, and that is for ministry purposes. And that's why I wanted you to see some of these testimonies today, that it is for ministry purposes. You all know Acts 1 verse 8. It said, but you will receive power... When the Holy Spirit comes on you, correct? Let's not drop the rest of the sentence, and you will be my witnesses. So when the Holy Spirit comes, I told you when the Holy Spirit comes, there is power immediately. They come together, right? Come together, water and the wet. They come together. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there's going to be power that's going to come with it. And what is this going to be for? You are going to be witnesses. So being a witness is a permanent position of power. Being a witness is a permanent position of power. There's an impartation that gives you the power to witness, and including all that would be, as Jesus said, go out, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, speak in tongues, and so on and so forth, Uh, heal the sick, and so on, right? So that would all fall under the power to be a witness. And what's more, you're more a witness by who you are than what you say. But you can be a witness to anybody, anywhere, anytime. And the power to be that comes upon you when you receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that. I'm not making it up. And I, I'm not putting into the Bible, changing anything, but Jesus said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, power will come upon you. Now, let me give you another warning, a caution. We have had numerous times of impartation, P3. We've had numerous times when we've had that presence of God. We've seen things happening in this church, where there's healings or salvations, people before the Holy Ghost, and uh, so on and so forth. But here's the caution. We want to be very careful that we don't turn those impartations into bless me clubs. That we come to church and what we're praying is, bless me, Lord. Me, my family, us four, no more. When your concern is so much about you that you miss the need of the person next to you, you will not operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I know I'm speaking by the Spirit of God, I know I am. When you have to look at the needs of the people around you and take your eyes off yourself, it would be so easy for me to stay home and to say my needs supersede your needs and I'm gonna focus on our needs And I have a right to focus on our needs, but neglect the needs of the bride of Christ, of the sheep, of the lamb, of his flock. So I put other people's needs in my mind and spirit ahead. Yes, I pray for my family every day, confess. And then I pray for you. And then I just pray and I say, Lord, is there anybody, anybody? And he gives me people's names. I pray for you by name, not like prophet Esther, <laughs> I wish, but I also pray for friends, different people, I had that happen to me not so long ago, when my friends hadn't spoken to me many years, and I, I wanted to reach out to him, I said, listen, you've been on my heart, brother, you've been on my heart, he said, what a joy to hear from you, he says, my wife has stage four cancer. You understand what I'm saying? If, you, if you'll open the door to believe God, God is it somebody else that you want me to minister to? And you know the most amazing thing is there's such a joy in ministering to others and letting God flow through you, and faith rises in your own heart to believe for what's going on in your own life. Amen? Thank you, dear sir. Thank you. So, we must be careful not to turn this into a bless me club. Realize that it's for ministry. Again, Jack, uh, Acts 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Notice that? He anointed him with the Holy Spirit and what? Power. And what? Power. Are you starting to see the how it's tracking along? Yeah. He anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Now, look how Jesus used the anointing that came upon him. He went about doing good and healing all because he had an anointing upon him of power. It was for ministry purposes. The anointing came for ministry purposes. Now, there is a difference between the impartation that you receive. When you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, there's an impartation. When Jesus baptizes you with the Spirit, that gift, there's a difference between that and the impartation of an anointing or a mantle or a calling. There's a, there's a difference. Not every person would get a mantle or a calling to operate in a full-time ministry, one of the five-fold ministries. But we all can have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we can all prophesy, all of us. Scripture says so, okay? That's what the Word tells us, we can't do. So there's a difference. Of course, when the baptism of the Holy Spirit occurs, there is an impartation and an anointing that you never had before. So, the impartation that comes to you, the anointing that comes to you, is is an impartation from somebody who has to somebody who has not. Water runs downhill. From somebody who has to somebody who has not. So, there is this, this either vacuum or a lack or a certain level, and somebody... Somebody with a different anointing, different level of power, can move that. That anointing can be impartated, imparted to the the person who has less. Are you hearing me? All right. So that's what the impartation is. Now, there's at least seven ways that impartation can take place, and I have more, but I'll give you I'll give you seven today. Um, I don't want to give you too many at one time but there's at least seven the first one is by association and we'll as I talk about the impartations you'll be able to identify them as we go the second is by a person speaking over you either in prayer or giving a prophetic word impartation can occur by touch whether a person touches you or whether by laying on of hands, or whether you touch them or their clothes. Power can flow through their clothes and there can be an impartation to you. It can be imparted by the anointing with oil. We see that in Scripture. It's one of the common methods we use, the anointing of oil. Then a rather strange one is Jesus breathed on his disciples, on his apostles, on the eleven, Judas was already no longer. And he breathed on them. And we'll, if time permits, we'll get there tonight, today. Maybe not. But he breathed on them. Then number six is a sovereign impartation. Just because you're hungry for the things of God, just like happened on Sunday, some of you didn't get a direct word, but there was a sovereign impartation in this house to those who were here now those who are watching online I believe there was an impartation that took place to them they were able to receive they were hungry they were weeping they were watching and weeping and and being right there with us and as much as we love you that are watching online I want to say something from my heart i I understand that you may not be able to get to the church to the service But there is an absolute difference being in the house when there's that corporate anointing that's present, that's tangible, that you can feel it. Um, it, I mean, I'm sure that you could possibly feel it, you know, by watching online. But being in the house, it's a remarkable sensation. Okay, you get what I'm saying? All right, remarkable sensation. So there's a sovereign one. And then number seven, a combination of the ones that I've mentioned, which is most common. The impartation doesn't usually just happen uh, with one of those. There's usually a combination of some of them. And, uh, you know, the impartation can actually be felt. I mean, I trembled until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I was shaking involuntary uh, inside my body. Inside my body, I was, I, was, I was trembling. Anybody else had something similar happen to them? Anybody have some, like, shaking that was going on with them? Yeah? yeah anybody have some like hot flashes that was going through them anybody feel like electricity was was like sh- shocking you all those type of things how many people felt like weak and i i mean i'm not i'm gonna fall down understand? down okay so all of these are different manifestations and how about i give you a whole teaching on that from scripture you like that? I will show, yeah, I will, I will pull out scriptures and I will show you um, throughout Old Testament and New Testament where that happened from the presence of God, okay? So I've got a lot to share, as I, as I said. Now, let's have a look at one. I'm already running out of time. Um, let's, let's look at one of the, the major things that happened uh, the first time this happens was an impartation of the anointing that was upon Moses being imparted to 70 of the elders, and this is the first time that this ever happens, and it's a sovereign impartation, sovereign, okay? It's not Moses doing it, it's not the oil anointing, it's God sovereignly doing it. So let's have a look at it, and, and, and by the way, uh, this impartation was a judicial anointing. What am I saying? The impartation to the 70 leaders was for them to act as judges they were to resolve issues amongst the people so that Moses didn't have to deal with all of them and the more difficult cases had to come to Moses. So it was a judicial anointing, an impartation to do ministry along a certain line. So in Numbers 11:25, 25, the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to him, that being Moses, now watch carefully, and took of the spirit that was upon him And placed the same upon the 70 elders. This was an anointing that was upon Moses. This was a spirit that was upon Moses. And God took of that spirit and gave the exact same anointing that was on Moses to the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them. Everybody say impartation. Is that clear? Can you see that from Scripture? Impartation, right? When the Spirit rested upon them, that they prophesied. But, says they never did it again. So although they never did that again. So your question would, would, a good question would be, why and what happened? Well, the initial impact of receiving Moses' anointing was so dramatic, they had never had it before. And that impact hit them, came upon them. They could feel it. They may have been shaking. They may have fallen down. We don't know what they did when that happened, but we know that there was a sudden flow of spirit upon them, so much so that they began to prophesy. Moses was a prophet, one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. And so that strong anointing to prophesy, because you read the first five books and everything is like prophetic that's what hit them first but they never did it again the reason they never did it again because that was not the purpose of that impartation God said I'm going to take it from you and put them on them so that they could act as judges so Moses problem solving anointing that he had was transferred but when the anointing hit them when the Presence of God hit them. The first thing that came upon them was this prophetic thing, and they began to prophesy. And that's okay, but they didn't do it again because that's not why the impartation took place. God gave them a special anointing for ministry. Well, I just feel like praying in tongues right now. Just like You see, impartations come for ministry. The first time we see this happen was for ministry. Now there were seventy that were ministered to, but two guys, me dad and my dad. Their names wicked. Imagine having that name. That's weird, huh? Not wicked, weird. Okay, so uh, El, actually, it was Al Dad, Al Dad. All right, close enough. And me Dad. So they were not there. They were appointed to be there, but they weren't there. So they got hit in their tents. Mhm,
4: mhm.
0: Like a word for somebody who's not here. He has a word for you. I'm going to build my tent. I'm not going to guard go with, with with Moses. Okay, okay. I've been hit. I've been hit. And they begin to prophesy in their tent. That's what happened. So Joshua sees this. Runs to Moses and said, Elden, me dead, they're out there prophesying. You need to stop them. And now look at Moses' response. I love this because we see God's heart in it. He says to, to Joshua, are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. There's a prophetic word already spoken out the first time there was impartation. Moses says, I wish that all of God's people were prophets and that he'd put his spirit upon them. Amen. And that's where we are. You understand that? That's exactly where we are. Now, I know one that you love and you've probably seen a a lot about. It's uh, Elisha. Elisha gets a double portion of Elijah's anointing. Okay. So let's look at that. and. And possibly that'll be the last thing I can look at for today. So Elijah was told by God to anoint Elisha to take his place. Remember that? And uh, this is when Elijah was hiding in the cave and was not really pleasing God. And this is when he tells him, okay, I want somebody to take your place. And uh, Elijah was not happy with that. And when he went and found Elisha, he threw the cloak at him. And uh, e- Elisha said, well, I must first, you know, leave my parents. He said, what is it to me? And turned and walked away. There wasn't like, please come follow me. I'll be with you. I'll give you food, a bed. I'll be there for you, whatever. How much do you need per month to get by? You know, okay, do you have a medical do you have insurance? your time and plan? He says, no, what's it to me? I don't care. Come if you want to come. Don't come if you don't want to come. I don't care. I don't care. If you're hungry and if you're the one and if God has gone all over you, then you follow. If you don't want to follow, that's nothing to do with me. It's up to you. And he walks off. And you know what he did? He burns up the oxygen, gives it all away, burns up his things and follows him. He serves Elijah for 10 years. During that 10 years, Elijah anoints him, but we don't read about it in Scripture. We know it happened because God told Elijah to do it. So he serves him, get this, in the ministry of helps for 10 years, knowing he's called to be a prophet. And he's going to walk in the mantle of Elijah. But he serves him. For 10 years, he washes his feet, he washes his hands, washes his clothes, cooks his food, if God didn't fly it in. (laughs) He takes care of all of his needs. 10 years. Elisha receives the impartation of Elijah's mantle and anointing. Four ways. The first way is by association 10 years with him washing his clothes washing his feet living with the men for 10 years the second way he receives this anointing is because he picked up the mantle that fell when elijah took off and he picked up his clothing the mantle is a cloak that's what it is he picked up the cloak He ripped his own clothes off, which was a sign of sadness and bereavement of somebody dying that's close to you in the Jewish community. He ripped that off and took Elijah's mantle and cloak for himself. He let go of what he had to that moment. The life he had lived was over. The anointing he'd been walking in was over. He let go of the old to take the new. He said, I've had enough of the way I have been living. I'm taking what God is giving me now, and I'm moving on to a new level. Are you with me? There was a dramatic change that took place. The third reason he got the impartation, are you listening to me? Listen closely. He asked for it. He asked for it. It is imperative, church, listen to me. If you want to have a greater move of God in your life, if you want to have greater power in your life, you have got to ask for more. Everybody say, more. Again. More. Again. More. Let's do it seven times. More. Three more. more. One more. more. Oh, another one. More. Do you remember when Prophet Esther was praying and prophesying over Pastor Cindy? She laid hands upon her. And she said, more, more. She said it seven times. What has been coming out of Pastor Cindy's mouth during her private prayer time is more. He asked for more. He said, God, I'm not happy with what I've got. I want more. I'm hungry for more of you. A greater anointing. So let's read the story real quick. I'm going I'm going to definitely finish with this portion. So in 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 9 Elijah said to Elisha, "Ask what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you?" So Elijah knew who was going, Elisha knew who was going, all the prophets in the region knew he was going. Elisha said, "Please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Let a double portion of your spirit be upon me." Now, what Is the Holy Spirit saying to us in that? He's saying that Elisha respected Elijah. He wanted what he had. He recognized the anointing that was upon Elijah. And he said, I want what you've got. He honored him. There was humility on his part and appreciation for the time that he had been mentoring him. And he said, I want what you've got. Just can you give me double? Fair enough. Fair enough. You can have what you ask for if you believe. So he said to him, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken away from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. So Elijah passed the responsibility onto God. Because normally the prophet would say it shall be so. He didn't do that. He said, you know what? This is going to be up to God. It's going to be a sovereign thing that God's going to do for you. But here's a cue. If you see it, it's going to happen. And as they continued on and talked, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire, separated the two of them, and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Rapture. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, what do I see in that? I see once more respect and honor. The man who had shown him everything about ministry, the man who had brought him to an anointing, the man who'd operated in healings and powerful signs and wonders, the man who'd induced it to him, he called father, father, my father. It's a place of honor. It's a place of respect. It's a place of appreciation. It's what you've done for me. I recognize God has used you in my life. God has brought me to this place. And if it wasn't for you, the anointing upon your life, I wouldn't be where I am today. Oh, that God would open the eyes of people and understand how this system works, how God's principles work. That's how it works. You cannot receive from a man you disrespect. You cannot receive from a pastor you dishonor. You cannot receive from a a teacher, whether it's a, a woman teacher or a woman pastor. You can't receive unless you respect and honor the gift of that person. He says, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. And so he saw him no more and when he, uh, he took hold of his own clothes. He tore them into pieces. And he also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. And Elijah's, okay. You think I could go five minutes more? Is it okay? Shall we vote on this? No? Can your, seats under, can your seat bear it? I want to I shock you with something here before we stop. How many read the scripture where Jesus says that John the Baptist was Elijah and didn't know what was going on? Anybody? And says, ooh, there's reincarnation in the Bible. So now I'm going to explain to you what happened. Just as, ooh, hello. Just as there was an implantation of the anointing upon Elijah, supernaturally to Elisha, when Elisha passed, that, al- that anointing did not stop. It, was exi- it remained in place until John the Baptist came, and that same anointing was then put on John the Baptist. And that's why Jesus said this in Matthew 11:12, 12. From the days of John the Baptist, there's a very short time, until now, so it was a very short time, The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and forceful men lay hold of it. For all the prophets and all the law prophesied until John. Then they stopped. And if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. John the Baptist was operating under the anointing of Elijah, just as Elisha was operating under the anointing of Elijah. I think I should stop there. I mean, I've got plenty more to go on, but we will stop there. Think about that. Okay? All right, let's have every eye closed. Um, you know, Prophet Esther, with your eyes closed, I want you to listen. Prophet Esther said something very interesting. She said uh, that there were cracks. In the temple that had to be fixed, remember that had to be repaired. And if they were not repaired, the anointing would leak. Well, people, you know, I know that faith leaks. I know that if I don't spend time in prayer and in the Word, and that my faith will dwindle, it get weaker. Now, we are the temple, are we not? We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So what do those cracks represent to us? This is what I believe the Lord showed me in my prayer time in preparation. The first thing those cracks represent is forgiveness for past sins that torment us. Now listen very, very carefully. You have been forgiven for those sins. But neither your mind nor the devil will let you forget. And the devil uses that memory to keep an open wound. And as you think of those things, you even hate yourself for having done it. And you wonder, how could I have done that? How could I have done that? And now you've come to Christ, and Christ has forgiven you. The blood of, God, the blood of Jesus washed you. You are a righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you have tried to forgive yourself. Wept before God. Wept before God. Listen very carefully to me. God loves you. And some of those things that you did, you would never do again. You would never do it again. See, one of the greatest pains that Christian women have is the fact that one out of five have had an abortion and there's so much talk about abortion in the news and in the media that whenever you hear it you cringe inside because of the pain Of a really, really bad decision. And you ask God. Can you really forgive me? And the answer is yes. And you ask the church. Can you love me? And the answer is yes. We love you. We love you. And God loves you but you have to let that go now because that's a crack that Satan is holding through which the anointing will leak because as God pours upon you and you allow that thing to come back, it leaks through that. There are other things and I don't want to get into them. The other thing that's causing cracks is current sin that the Holy Spirit has convicted you of, but you haven't mastered it yet. And this could be serious, could be pornography that you're trying to get victory over. It could be addiction to alcohol that you're hiding. It could be addiction to drugs, that you know you're addicted and you think people around you don't know. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. It doesn't matter. God knows and God is speaking to you today. There could be unforgiveness towards someone. Could be a relative, husband or wife, children, parent, father. Unforgiveness. Somebody hurt you. They said something. It wounded you deeply. And those wounds turned to anger. And that anger turned to unforgiveness. Hear me, church. Hear me, loved one. It's the most dangerous thing in your life is that unforgiveness. Because that is a wide open door for the anointing to leak out of your life. While we're sitting in this position in God's presence, there's an impartation occurring right now for you. This is a one time coming to you to minister to you to bring deliverance to you, to bring healing to your heart, to your mind, to break the power of that thing that's in your life. I don't need to know what it is. You know what it is. The Holy Spirit is putting his finger on you right now and on that situation, and you know it's happening. Hear me, beloved. Hear me, child of God. You're my friend. I'm your pastor. Don't hate me because I tell you the truth. I'm not your enemy. I'm speaking to you by the Spirit of God. That you might fully embrace what God wants to do in your life and take you all the way. So when every eye is closed. If you are absolutely sincere, and I'm not going to ask you why you're standing. I'm not going to ask you about the depth of the issue in your life. It's between you and God this morning. Understand God is talking to you in a way where he wants to bring you out and up. Would you humble yourself in the presence of the Lord? And if God was here and Jesus was here, what would you do? Would you honestly sit there? Or would you say, Lord, forgive me one more time for what happened. And I'm going to forgive myself. And that's going to be that. And I'm never going to allow the devil to come back at me. And Lord, those things that are harassing me right now in my life, whether it's anger, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's a, a sin that is really, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to give it to you today, Jesus. If that's you, while every eye's closed, stand to your feet as a sign. God, it's up to you. It's between you and your spirit now. Whatever, whatever God wants to do, God, do it. God, do it. I receive that impartation now. I receive the ministry touched, Lord, by your Spirit. I receive it. And I'm releasing and I'm letting go any anger, any unforgiveness, any bitterness. I'm not saying you were not hurt. Not saying you weren't hurt. What I'm asking you is to give up the right to be right. And say, I was right in that situation. It doesn't matter who was right and who was wrong. What matters is this moment, this moment in God's presence. Cleanse me, Lord. I forgive that person. I let that anger go. Oh, God, that wound was severe. I let it go. And I truly, truly repent, Lord, for the dumb thing that I did, that I know has hurt me all these years. I ask for your one more time forgiveness, and I will never, ever, ever raise it again. And if Satan ever raises it, I will shut him down. Because from this minute, it's under the blood and washed away, and I'm standing before you righteous, Lord. Righteous in Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive that impartation now. Of forgiveness. Of cleansing. Of a breaking. A breaking of that thing that's bound you. Of that anger. That that drug addiction. The alcohol addiction, the addiction to pornography, break its power in Jesus' name. And when the presence of God was there, the power of God was present to heal In Jesus' name. And they didn't argue and they didn't fuss and they didn't think I was superior. But they humbled themselves and said, Lord God, here am I. Touch me. Touch me, Lord. Touch me. I'm asking for it in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' name. And I speak healing and I speak deliverance. I speak forgiveness. The righteousness of God is yours. I speak the love of God and the acceptance of God to you, that you might know that you know that you know you're a child of God, that you're in Christ, hidden with him, seated at the right hand of the Father right now and all things are under your feet because they're under his feet and all the power of the evil one has been broken in your life and you're rising now to a new life and you're going to tear off those old clothes and you're going to put on that cloak and you're going to say God from today I'm moving forward in a double portion of that anointing from today I'm not looking back in my rear view mirror I'm looking forward God to what you have for me I'm looking at a new horizon I'm looking at a new move of God in my life and in my family's life and here am I Lord use me from this day let me walk in that power and that preciousness of your presence and the glory fill my life and overcome me Lord every single day of my life and if that is your prayer can you say amen and amen and amen to God can you say amen you've been set free you've been delivered the power of sin is broken in your life in Jesus name amen come on let's rejoice a little church come on Let's rejoice. Impartation, 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 impartation. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, God bless you. If you need prayer, we'll have our prayer team standing up here to minister to you. Feel free to come down for prayer. That anointing is going to be upon you all afternoon, all afternoon. The Super Bowl is going to be in your life. I promise you, you're going to walk in a Super Bowl experience. Amen. Amen. A Super Bowl experience, that's what's going to happen. If you need prayer, come forward here. God is at work in you. God is at work in you. We're going to see you next Sunday. Yes. And we're going to continue impartation part two. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen. I thought they switched me off already. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Have an awesome week. And we see all the Bible school students tomorrow night. In Jesus' name. Amen.